This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. The college football rankings were just released, right? The uh, Week 11 rankings, the college football playoff top 25. So no really big surprises. You have Georgia, Ohio State, and then Michigan at three, TCU at four. Tennessee falls outside the four, obviously, after the loss. They go to five. Your Ducks, Oregon at six. I'm surprised that uh, the Ducks are six. LSU at seven. That's kind of a surprise, yeah, but a I big agree. win, obviously, over Bama. Uh, USC at eight, Bama all the way down to nine, and then Clemson at 10. Wow. I would love if this would stick because that would mean that you would have. Are you telling me that number five, Tennessee, would be a three point favorite over TCU only on a neutral field? Because I would bet Tennessee at that number all day long. Oh, we'll wait yeah. and see uh, how that all uh, stacks up. Let's get right into it. We got Mike Morgan on the phone right now, ESPN, Compass Media. He's going to be on the call coming up this weekend for Georgia, Mississippi State. Mike, how you doing, man? I'm doing well, gang. How are you? Doing good. What's your uh, so any uh, any uh, any issues with the college football rankings? I mean, I'm looking at it right now. Any problem with TCU at four, Tennessee at five after that loss last Saturday to Georgia, or does it look about right to you? Insanely predictable. Yeah. And. And very inconsequential because if you're like me, you don't think TCU is going to run the table. They're going to lose either at Texas or at Baylor. That would take care of itself. Uh, Then you have the other situation. Clemson, to me, has played themselves out. Uh, Oregon, we'll see. Uh, You know, it's it's, Oregon hopes that everybody just has amnesia about the Georgia game where they got completely It was week court. one, Mike. It was week I, one. No, Mike Tyler. I get <laughs> it. But, but <laughs> does week does week nine count more than week one? Since yes. When is that a rule? Yes, really? it does. Actually, momentum, it, it it actually is a thing. Bo Picks is now Hold a on. Heisman favorite. Hold on, Mike. I don't want to cut you off. Your time is very valuable, and we love your information. <laughs> She was the biggest Bo Nix hater. I, I am I am pro right. Bo Nix when he's at home. He's a Heisman right. candidate. Last week he caught a touchdown. He ran for a touchdown. He threw a he touchdown. Was Christian he did McCaffrey, Christian McCaffrey. McCaffrey out there. <laughs> yeah, Listen, now I, she's yeah. now she's all about Oregon, thinking that they would compete right. with Georgia right. on a neutral field. I, don't, I just want to see us get a Dan Lanning rematch yeah. on a big stage. Right. Hey, hey, look here. You're, there's some validity to what you're saying because at the end of the day, there are 13 human beings in that room, not computers. And you're right in that even though I don't think that's – I don't think the game in week one means less than the game in week five or the game in week nine. Like, I mean, they all it's, – it's, you only play 12 regular season games. They all should count about the same. But to your point, the committee has a memory. They're human, and they remember Oregon, what they're going to be doing here the last couple of months versus what they did – at the first week of September. So I'll, I'll grant you that. I'm not sure it's even going to be a point because, of, because here's what's going to happen. All right. We're going to have two SEC teams in. We're going to have, we're going to have in all likelihood, Georgia, 
uh, and we're going to have Tennessee, and then we're going to have the winner of Ohio State-Michigan. So then what it comes down to is the loser of Ohio State-Michigan versus take your pick. Do we have a one-loss Big 12 champion, a one-loss Pac-12 champion? Uh, That's really about it. I don't think Alabama can get their way in, and I don't think Clemson can get their way in. I mean, we're at the point now where there's only about a half a dozen teams, maybe seven, uh, eight tops that really have a chance of even getting in, and it's even lesser than that if you go just based on probability. So I I don't think there's that much drama left in this thing, to to be honest with you. I think in the next couple weeks, a lot of it's going to sort itself out. What do you think is the is the the best conference in that scenario to allow in? Oh, I mean, look, it's it's still the SEC. No, I, I mean, I in terms that that, of that that next conference, you said it's oh, either going to yes, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, see, I mean, that's kind of a that's kind of a trick question too because I think I don't think it's a great year for the Big Ten, but they have two great teams. Like, I, like I, the Big Ten overall, Wisconsin's been a disappointment. Iowa's been a disappointment. Uh, Michigan State's been a disappointment. This is not a, a banner year for the Big Ten Conference, but that doesn't take away from the fact that they have two really, really good teams. So sometimes we get caught up in judging everything. We, we judge a team's resume based on the conference they play in. It's not a great year for the Big Ten. Just like a lot of the years that Clemson got in, it wasn't a great year for the ACC, but they were clearly one of the top four teams in the country. And I think right now Michigan and Ohio State are two of the top four teams in the country, and it's going to take a little little chaos for some, for a one-loss team, uh, not named T- Tennessee, I think, is already going to get in, but for another one-loss team to knock off the loser of Ohio State-Michigan, especially if it's Ohio State. I mean, if Ohio State loses, uh, it, then you're good luck trying to surpass them if you're one of those teams. Michigan's a, d- a different story because they're at a conference schedule is so incredibly weak. What do you think, though, if Tennessee was, were to lose again, what happens to them? Oh, they're done. They're, they're, no, they're, they're done. Yeah. Everything I'm saying about Tennessee is based on they win out, they don't go to Atlanta because Georgia does, right? and they wind up finishing 11-1. and one. And then, again, the only – if you really want to see the committee sweat – Alabama it's, it's, beats Georgia. Oh, we might well, get, we I mean, might get we, USC well, in yeah, there. You, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, okay, let me take that back. Not the only way. <laughs> There's a few ways that you're, – you're talking Pac-12 uh, scenarios – and we'll get to that, but if somehow TCU did stay undefeated, we have never seen an undefeated Power 5 team lose a slot over a one-loss Power 5 team. So even though everybody in America, and you guys just mentioned it, Tennessee would be a favorite in Vegas over TCU, and I'm with you, I would take that all day long. But I don't know if the committee would be able to justify an undefeated 13-0 TCU getting leapfrogged by a one-loss Tennessee team. And it hasn't happened yet in eight years of this thing, and I'm not sure what happened this year. Yeah, that's just what I find to be funny about it all. Like, it's obviously different as a better, but if if Georgia, or I'm sorry, if Tennessee were to play TCU, they'd be a three-point favorite, and there's a good chance that Tennessee doesn't end up getting in. So just as a college football fan, if you're looking for the best matchup for the national title game, because I'm really high on Georgia. I was last year. And last year, you know, we saw Georgia lose a game to Alabama, which they kind of got blown out. And I know they weren't fully healthy in that game, but they bounced back and then beat them in the national title game. So just on paper, just, you know, you watch these games, you're going to be on the call coming up this weekend for Georgia and Mississippi State. Who do you think gives Georgia the best game? Because it's clearly not Alabama probably this year. Uh, We just saw Tennessee lose by two scores, maybe in a rematch. They give them the best game. 
Is it a team like Ohio State? Because they didn't look great, and I know those were no. windy conditions, but I mean, they struggled with Northwestern a little bit last week. Who do you think gives Georgia the best game, just as a fan? Well, let's be fair to Ohio State a little bit. That, yeah, that was wind. It, yeah, it, it was like forty mile an hour. <laughs> I'm from wind. the Midwest. Like, I, I know that. Yeah, yeah. But I, even I two weeks ago shake. with Ohio State, they didn't look good, and they ended up covering yeah. the number. But there were some shaky moments then too. They're not winning style points. I'll grant you that. But if you want to talk about just pure talent and and like the best pure matchup, I still think it's Georgia Ohio State. Now, Michigan could go in there and they could win that game and then I'd be I'd be all on the Jim Harbaugh bandwagon. I love Blake Corum. I think he's a legitimate Heisman trophy candidate. I'm a Heisman voter. He'll uh, likely be on my ballot if he keeps doing what he's doing. He's he is a mighty might at like five eight, two hundred pounds and just a ridiculous weapon in the backfield. But I, I mean I, I look I love the Pac twelve storylines. I really do. But I don't think they're in the same talent class as those three teams. I, I just don't. And so for me if you don't have if you don't have Michigan Ohio State, I don't know who gives Georgia a real run at that point. So I, that that's the that's the game that I want to see in in the championship, the winner of Michigan Ohio State against Georgia. Assuming everything goes according to plan, Georgia doesn't stub their toe in Starkville this Saturday. They don't have a, a hiccup in the SEC championship game. To me, that's the best. If you want to go on pure talent. And best overall matchup, that's what I'd go with. That's interesting stuff. Now, obviously, kind of the way that it went last weekend changes a lot with the Heisman. Hendon Hooker looked like he was going to be the odds-on favorite. Now he's down to plus 300. C.J. Stroud is now the favorite at plus 145. Blake Corum, 6-1. to one. That's, that's amazing. Uh, how do you see that playing out and how things moving forward could affect it? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that... Uh... <laughs> It's one of those crazy things. I mean, I, I for me, if, if if Brock Bowers doesn't get votes, uh, I mean, that that dude is ridiculous. Yeah. Like, yeah. I I realize he's a tight end slash H back, and therefore he's not going to win the award. Stetson Bennett, if he's not on your list, ought to be on your list. He's number two in the SEC in passing. He runs and he he flat out wins games. He's not just a game manager, which is some label that a lot of people like to put on him. It doesn't apply. But if Ohio State, like if Stroud, it's going to come down to a few games and a few moments, right? If it came down to just pure Heisman moments without the record, I'd vote for Bryce Young again. That dude has had more Heisman moments this year than some players have had in like a career. He's been ridiculously good. But unfortunately for him, his teammates have let him down. So now you've got to have Heisman moments from the players that are going to be on the teams that are competing for the biggest stakes. And that comes down to Stroud, and that comes down to, I mean, if somehow TCU did get go undefeated, you're certainly going to vote. You're certainly going to have Max Duggan on your ballot. I don't know how you wouldn't at that point. And then if there's a Pac-12 team that crashes the party, could Bo Nix be on the ballot? Absolutely. I love what Bo Nix has done. I like the redemption story. This is a year of redemption in college football. Look at all the coaches that we were told uh, don't know what they're doing anymore, like Chip Kelly pretty good redemption story, right? I mean, there's been a lot of redemption stories this year in the game. I think Bo Nix would be right there at the top of the list if Oregon wins out, if Oregon somehow sneaks into the playoff. Hell yeah, he's going to be on a lot of ballots. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. 
Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mike, so uh, you're on the call for Georgia, Mississippi State. I like Mississippi State to keep this game close. They're 16-and-a-half-point dogs. It seems like a terrible matchup, but the total's 53-and-a-half. Uh, you could always do the Kirk Street thing, but what do you think? What's your, predi- <laughs> what's, what's your prediction for the game? Do you predict games that you call? Do you think that Mississippi State could keep this game close at least? I, I haven't thought of it in terms <laughs> of over-under, but I, but I will tell you. I'll go anti-Herbie. I, I'm <laughs> with you in that. I think it could be closer. Uh, I, I, I think that I think a lot of people make the mistake and they say, well, Mississippi State got blown up by Alabama and Georgia's built like Alabama, so therefore Mississippi State's going to get crushed. I don't see it that way. I think I think it's a different time. Uh, I, I think this offense, when it's humming, can play with anybody. Georgia had a scare against Missouri. Mississippi State, it's wrong to just think they're all offense, no D. They've got a defense there in Starkville. The Cowbells will be just absolutely clanking. Uh, it'll be a great environment, and this is the perfect trap game. Georgia just had their game of the year. They can exhale a little bit. They showed everybody how good they are against Tennessee. Oh, we're supposed to go to Starkville and beat Mississippi State. I think it could be closer. That, that's If I would lean one way, that's the way I would lean. Mike, we only have about two minutes, but you talked about just new coaches and stories. You know, what new coach are you most impressed by? Because I think a lot of people didn't think Brian Kelly was going to be able to do this with LSU this early. Marcus Freeman, Marcus Freeman, obviously a huge win over Clemson and good for college football fans because thank God they don't have to go to the playoff. Like, who are you most surprised and sort of impressed by? Oh, it's it's Leipold of Kansas. It's Kleiman of K-State. I mean, I know those aren't as big yeah. names as the ones you mentioned, but you got to remember, uh, Kansas has been dog you-know-what for yeah. a long time. What they are doing, they're going to go to a bowl game. Yeah. I mean, you're talking about a, a program that's been underdogs to FCS opponents before this guy got there. I and For me, he's the national coach of the year. What Kleiman has done, another guy who came from modest uh, roots, uh, a lower classification of football. He's done a great job of, of resurging K-State. Remember I said it's the year of redemption. How about Adrian Martinez and yeah. Methuselah yeah. over there still doing great things for K-State at, at age 57. Uh, I, I think there's a lot of good stories like that. I'm so happy for Chip Kelly. I never bought into the fact that he forgot how to coach. Uh, that, was, that was clearly a, a change of culture situation in L.A., He's done a good job there. Again, there's a lot of good coaching stories out there. Uh, and obviously, Josh Heupel, let's not forget about him just because he lost one game to the number one team. Right. Josh Heupel's done incredible work in Knoxville. 
Mike, thanks so much, man. Have a good call this weekend. Awesome. Have a great time. Go Ducks. Always enjoy it, guys. You got it. Be well. <laughs> Mike Morgan, he'll be on the call for Compass Media this weekend. Georgia, Mississippi State. That's one My bet ducks. that I place pretty big. Uh, Mississippi State I like plus Mississippi 17. State too. Down it's to 16 and a half. Bad, I love it. Big letdown spot. Yeah. Big letdown spot. Yeah. It's also scary, though, betting against Georgia because there's also a pretty good possibility it could be like 28 nothing within five minutes, you know? Yeah, takeaways, no, I watched that. Yeah, Brock I Bowers. That. I'm with them on Bowers, and, you know, you look at him as just a tight end, but they do those little reverses, those end-arounds with him. He's more like an H-back. He gets carries. He's been ridiculously good this year, but if anybody other than a quarterback is going to be the Heisman, it's got to be Blake Corum. I think so, too. Guy's amazing. Dude, it looks like he falls over, he's awesome. and he's got he, he's got seven yards. My vote would go to Deuce Vaughn because of all the money that he's made me, and I love that guy. He's like your height, like you said. But, yeah, man, he really is he, is. he's so fun to watch. Was rooting against him last week. I felt dirty. Got to go back to him this week.